Presley Boulevard. I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Got the dog boot, the soft nigga in the heart. You could tell them crackers, they can go and get the dogs. I'm riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Riding down Elvis Presley Boulevard. Got the boy, got the girl, and I got the heart. Tell them pussy crackers, they can bring the dogs. I got Priscilla. Alright, we're back with another episode of the EPP podcast. What episode number is this, y'all? 19. 19. It was all a dream. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, man, I can't believe it's been 19 episodes, man. Yeah, yeah 19 episodes in. And I didn't even feel like, it doesn't even seem like it, but oh, we made it happen. We had fun doing it, so I think that's what makes it fly by so fast. But we are back for another episode. It's a MLK weekend here in Memphis, Tennessee. You know what that means? We ain't got to work on Monday. And, and you also know what that means. It means that the Civil Rights Museum will be on the swole on Monday. Yeah. And everybody and their mama will be downtown at the Civil Rights Museum. People will be coming from out of town. You won't be able to get down there. But it's always good to go and visit. I went downtown and took pictures last year. So I got some really dope pictures from last year's MLK weekend. Um, but just, I'm, I'm glad to be here. How y'all doing? Yeah, I went and did hot yoga today, so I'm good and loose for now until about four o'clock, and then my muscles gonna start aching. Mm. Mm. But I feel good, second day in a row. So I'm trying to yesterday get, too. Uh huh. I'm trying to get fine. Okay. I know. I'm, I'm on a quest for summer fun. So yes, for the glow up. Mm-hmm. Takeover. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Joel, what's going on over there? Man, nothing much. You know, just kind of chilling. Been a lazy weekend. Needed it because last week was uh, last week was a little rough week. But you know, so I'm just kind of chilling right now. You know, team ain't in the playoffs. I ain't sniffed the playoffs in about 20 years. Seems like. <laughs> you know, we're just chilling right now. So um, that's I really ain't got much else to, to say about that. So. It did. I was over here picking some Popeyes out of my teeth because I just got done eating, but I was just noticing Anisha's nails are always on point. <laughs> Anisha, you want to send a shout out to, to, to whoever does your nails because they are always on point. Well, thank you, boo. Um, what's so funny is that one, my nail tech is white. People are like amazed when I say that, but she's talented. She's awesome. She's the blonde's nails. If you're ever on Instagram, you can just go view her artwork. Um, she always on point. So I I go in some days and I got a vision. Yesterday I was like, I just want vampy looking nails. She didn't put nasty vixen on my nails and shit. I don't even know how to oh, shoot. <laughs> But yeah, they're always on point. So shout out to Melissa at uh, High Point Salon, the Blondes Nails on Instagram. So she is always awesome. Thank you for noticing, boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said High Point. It's over there in it. That, that's that money neighborhood. <laughs> that is that money. That's that new money because the white folks just moved in over there. Yeah. And took it back over. High Point. High Point. Man, here it is. Real. It's taking off. We were just talking about gentrification. Everybody, everybody over here is trying to buy houses, and we're trying to trying to find somewhere to live. And 
you know, we, we, we want to be in a nice area, but we, we, we kind of nervous sometimes when we see this, the wrong kind of cars. Right there. When, you, when you see this brown big on 24s, nigga, you be like, hold up, hold up. I, like I don't know, just like our neighbors across the way, because we've had, well, the couple before them got ejected because they shit was out there on the street. Dang. But the next little couple that's moved in, they got three small kids, don't hear a peep from nobody. I was like, them the kind of neighbors I like. I don't mind your ratchetness, but if you can contain this shit in the in confines home. of your own home and it don't be squared out in the street and shit, I don't need to see hot Cheeto bags up here. <laughs> Motherfuckers <laughs> ain't eating little penny hot Cheeto bags. <laughs> the, yes, dog, that was next. Them little kids be tearing that shit up. That be like your faux food groups. Hot Cheetos, fruit chews, mambas. <laughs> Fagos. Man. <laughs> just stupid shit so as long as you can keep it in the confines of your own house I'm good with it and they quiet so that works for me but yeah it's hard looking for a house people don't I, man, <laughs> I'm I've been saying I want to do it for years, but every time I try to try to find a house, it's hard to find something in your budget in a neighborhood that you want to be in and with all the, the the amenities that you want in a house. So you know, sometimes you, you're too picky. I know I'm very picky, so I'm trying not to be so picky. And I, I'm trying to look at it and say this is our starter home, mm-hmm. but. My nigga, I'm 35. I'm I can't be starting too much on shit right now. <laughs> I need to be this my in between home to my great. You know, it's just what it is. It's I'm pretty picky too, but I just need to. You know, there are certain criteria and people who purchase a house. You definitely understand those things, but. Rough, but this is supposedly a buyer's market, so it's supposed to be in our face. They say interest rates are low. So yes. you check your town, check your local listings, so you might be able to find some good interest rates to get your house. Um, speaking of Crown Vic on 24s, <laughs> our word of the week or phrase of the week is 201. My nigga, numbers. 201. If you've ever known anybody from Memphis or if you've ever been to Memphis, you have just come here one time. Just stop somebody. Just stop somebody on the street and say, "Hey, where's 201?" You only have to say the street name. <laughs> and this is everybody. I'm talking about. You can stop a white person and ask where 201 is, and they'll tell you. <laughs> they gonna look up in the sky like Jesus and be like, "See that big tall building right there? <laughs> big tall building in the sky? That's it right there." <laughs> it's like a myth <laughs> to white people, but black folks know it all too well. All too well. We know it all too well. All kinds of uh, miscreants coming in and out of that place. So if you hadn't figured it out, 201 is 201 Poplar, where Shelby County Courts, the jail is. Correctional facilities. <laughs> so it's all in one. It's like a two-for-one housing right there. Yeah. You can go pay a speed ticket and mm. be standing next to a rapist. Yes. It's scary. Yes. It is real. You might get your booty felt on. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Okay. Nothing you can do about it. I went one time to pay a speeding ticket and I walked inside and I was I snuck off from work to go pay it. So I was like, I gotta hurry up because the, uh, the, the 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 officer told me, look, where you going, you can go right in and you can pay a ticket if you believe it shouldn't take you no more than 15 minutes. Homie, the line is wrapped. Was like eighty people in the joint, and they searching everybody. 
Man, I never forget the dude in front of me. He was so mad. He had to wait in line. He hood, man. You know, pants hanging down. He cussing. He man smell like dope. He gets to the line, and that man was bumping his iPod on his. Or he had his iPhone. He was bumping music while he was waiting. They told that man, "Uh, we have to confiscate your headphones because you can't go inside with them." That man said, "Can I just take him to the car?" He said, "If you get out of line, you got to start all the way back at the uh, back of the line." Dang. I tell you, that man went clean off. I can't even say everything he said, but he roasted the hell out of this. Man, it's bullshit. <laughs> man, he took his headphones and walked back to the car. He cussed the whole way out the door. He was so mad, but I mean, you look, you know, that's, that's the type of environment it is. It's, it's, it's pretty comical. But uh, we're going to wrap up this section right here, this intro. We're going to be right back with the barbecue pit. Spider-Man and Freezing full of fact. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo. Situation is Let's cure it cause we're running out of time.
stood out from the rest. Poison ass can be with a high power chest. Michael Bigger said, and I'm running the show. Bell, Biff DeVoe. <laughs> now you know. Yo, slick, blow. It's driving me. Welcome back to episode 19 of the EPB podcast. Uh, we are going right into the barbecue pit, and the subject is going to be the Flint water crisis. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of Flint, Michigan, uh, they have a really, really bad situation when it comes to their drinking water. Um, and it all stems from a couple of years ago when the state uh, took over the management of the city of Flint uh, as far as the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as their budgeting. So to save money, they decided to switch the water supply from Lake Huron, which was supplying all the water to the Flint River. And it was billed as a temporary cost saving measure until they could do a new supply line from uh, Lake Huron. The problem was after the switch, uh, people started complaining that the water, you know, looked, smelled, tasted funny. And come, come to find out after some researchers came in, specifically from Virginia Tech, they found out that the water from the river was 19 times more corrosive than the water from Lake Huron. So um, the Department of Environmental Quality in the state of Michigan got in, uh, figured out that, you know, they weren't treating the water with anti-corrosive agent. And the problem is, is that the water was eroding the water mains, which made our iron turning the water brown and then now you've got lead mixture coming in as well so it's a really bad situation people are having to use several filters just to just to get a glass of water uh, you know taking baths are, are problematic obviously uh because of that and there's a lot of um there's it's just a really really bad situation uh, they've got a new mayor in town uh mayor karen weaver uh she started to ask questions about you know why didn't the state put in the anti-corrosive agent which would have solved a lot of the problems just about all the problems would have solved it why they waited too late to put it in when they didn't put it in and get it why they didn't test the water before they made the switch uh so far she has gotten very little to no answers uh, the governor of Michigan, Rick Snyder, has uh, requested that FEMA step in. Uh, President Obama has, has cleared the way for that. So now FEMA is coming in and they're helping out with getting water, um, clean water to the city and also filters as well. Uh, and uh, Cher, of all people, uh, is sending a bunch of water to uh, to Flint, Michigan as well. And not just Flint, but also the surrounding area. So. Uh, really, really bad situation, and of course, the demographics of Flint, it's a lot of poor people, a lot of black people, um, 
it's, it's just a, it's affecting a lot of people. So, uh, so guys, what are y'all's thoughts on the um, on the water crisis? Um, Bridget, what you got? <sighs> okay. First of all, um, I, I I started hearing about the Flint crisis um, sometime last year. Um, and to just hear that it's getting worse and then they're having to continue to pay for this shit. They are still billing these people for poison water. You know how I would fucking raise, you know how pissed I would be? You cannot drink the water. Of course you probably can't bathe in the shit, like just regular ass water. And then they still telling them folks they gotta pay for it. I just, I that's that's the shit that's really pissing me off. Cause I'm just like, how are you gonna tell these people to pay for water that they cannot consume, they cannot use, they cannot do anything with? And it is taking so long, two whole years for people to do something about it. I mean, it's just, it's a sad, sad, sad situation. And I'm, I guess I'm glad that people are now getting, you know, you know, more information about it. I'm <clears throat> glad that Obama signed for FEMA to come in. But still, I mean, two whole years. That's just, it's fucking crazy to me. I mean, I just, I, I'm, I'm baffled. I don't know what to say. I just, I just really don't know what to say. And just to see, you know, people are retweeting things about, what they have to do to drink the water in Flint. I just, we just watched a video where this lady has to filter her water three times. She has to filter her water from the faucet, then she has to pour it into a Brita filter pitcher, and then she pours it into another filter just to drink water. I mean, and that's crazy to me because I drink water all the time, and Memphis is known for its famous artesian wells, so just, to think about, I can't drink water, regular water from my faucet. What the hell, man? Like, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the fuck? What the fuck? Anisha? What the fuck? <laughs> I think it's, you know, just like glancing over it, um, this switch from uh, Lake Huron to the Flint River was only projected to save $5 million. I'm just looking at that like a spit in the bucket for the state of Michigan, you know, because that's really, but they also wind up in the first year spending $4 million to try and convert or try and, I guess, get within guidelines. And they still weren't within guidelines. So you weren't saving. You were hemorrhaging as far as like your financial budget. And you still affected these people. Also, they uh, had reports of Legionella disease. Ten people were killed. You got 77 people that were affected. So you've not only put, not only have you hemorrhaged your budget, you've put people in risk. You've killed some people, all because you were wanting to save water. But supposedly, Flint, the river was supposed to be backup water source anyway. If it was a backup water source and the city knew that it was supposed to be a potential backup source, wouldn't you put things in or implement certain things from the front end? Wouldn't you have checked those pipes before then? Like, there's so many questions. And I just feel like it was just 
egregious. Yeah, I just, I'm talking, now. Nah, you dropped the whole goddamn court. Like, it's not, it's beyond just saying, oops, I made a mistake. It's like, you were negligent from beginning to end. And it's like, now we want to see who's going to be held accountable. And no one in government wants to be held accountable for this, but you got to start somewhere. You can't blame the people for this shit. It's not like this. Okay, yes, we're going to vote. Motherfuckers was like, hell no. Do you see this shit? Nigga don't want this river water. Nigga, I don't want to look at our river water. If Memphis ever says they're going to use Mississippi River as a source, I'm leaving this bitch, okay? Have you seen the Mississippi River? Motherfucker looks brown on a daily. I know my my water would come out like sludge. My nigga, no. No. But some people who couldn't, they had to. They had no choice. I just think it's just, it's, it's what the fuck. Like Rita said, what the fuck? You just fucked up. Like, how do you, how do you even sleep at night? Like, I just don't, I mean, did they not take it? Yeah. I just feel like no one wants to take ownership. No one's taking responsibility or accountability. And now you wait until it's like too late in the matter to now ask for help. Help should have been asked for two years ago. So is is done for a long time okay go ahead um first of all i think there are certain things that we always seem to find ourselves talking about on this podcast like systematic racism and privilege um i think this is just another form of systematic racism um i'm gonna read something really quickly i read it to the guys here earlier but i think it's worth hearing again um because when i read it it really puts things in perspective to help you realize how serious this matter is um so the doctor who actually wrote the report she uh about about the water crisis in flint she did her own personal test and found that levels were critically high um but her name is hannah atisha and um she wrote um that lead poisoning is irreversible and um that the fear that the uh, well there's fear that flint children who tested with elevated levels will suffer lifelong consequences um she says if you were to put something in a population to keep them down for generations generations and generations to come it would be lead um it's a well-known potent neurotoxin there's a tons of evidence on what lead does to a child and it is one of the most damning things you can do to a population it drops your IQ, it affects your behavior, it's linked to criminality, it has multi-generational impacts, and there is no safe level of lead in a child. That's crazy. And so with that being said, you think it's okay to, to neglect the water, which only would have costed $100 a day for the cleaning agent. It was 100 bucks a day for the cleaning agent to keep the water safe. But they neglected that, and now you pretty much, I think it's safe to say, ruin the lives of, of generations to come. Uh, I saw pictures posted on Twitter of children who had been drinking the water and they had these uh, bruises on their skin and rashes. It's just crazy. Um, the other thing is, you just think about, Joel said earlier that the water was 19 times more corrosive than uh, in, in Lake Huron. The water was 19 times more corrosive. You think about that, that corrosive, when it, that water that's so corrosive, when it goes through those pipes, 
it literally eats away at the lead in those pipes and those those contaminants get in that water so you're drinking these old pipes like these, these old pipes that are rusting with lead and all that stuff as that water comes through it's just eating away that rust and that lead and it's in your water that's why the water is brown that's crazy it's, it's even crazier that somebody can decide to make this decision and for two years we okay with it like nobody says anything about it now that brings up my second question could this have happened in a white neighborhood you already know the answer to that you already know the answer to that, that it wouldn't even have been an option we would have been cutting some school programs before we cut their water we would have been cutting something before we cut their water but they would not allow that to happen to kids in their neighborhoods and so this just goes back to systematic racism and it's funny because anytime you bring up um, the fact that it's a racial thing and then people get defensive and they're just like, why does it always have to be about race? Seriously. I mean, Flint is, I think it's, I read up earlier, it's the eighth, um, as, as far as population of blacks to whites, it's the eighth largest city in the country. Um, it has a population percent, it's 59.5% African American. Um, yeah, it's, it's very close to Memphis. Um, and also, the areas where these waters are, where this water is severely affecting the community are these inner city urban neighborhoods. It's crazy, yo. Like, you can't wrap your mind around that. You can't wrap your mind around it. They are poisoning kids. It sounds like something that should be going on in a third world country, but it's going on in America. A uh, third world country. That's, that's what it seems like. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I mean they're sending shut off notices to these people because they refuse to pay for the water. That is the, that's like one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Like, okay, so you gonna get pissed at me because I'm not paying for fucked up water? When I tell you, I be flipping all the motherfucking tables in the city of Flint, Michigan, for some bullshit like that. Really? You cutting out the water? The water is poison. I'm like. You my nigga, oh, okay. Shit. They gonna have to get me because I ain't paying shit. Would not, and don't you ever send me to the Would not. Because <laughs> I'm wondering if FEMA, I wonder if it's only gonna be just to clear the water, or are we also gonna allow, pay for assistance? I and mean, somebody needs to pay for this shit. And I don't think it should be the citizens of Flint, Michigan, because that shit's fucked up. No, I can't return the shit. I ain't asked for this shit, but you want me to pay for this shit? Nah, bruh. Out of fucking order. And it's on the state too. And and there was an article that came out in the Detroit Free Press a couple of days ago. Uh, the mayor of Flint, Karen Weaver, uh, announced that it could cost as much as one point five billion dollars to repair the debt, the water system. Motherfucking lottery, bitch! You could have won the motherfucking lottery. <laughs> I said, she, they should have been playing Powerball and shit. Save five million, and, and now we got twenty-five billion. billion. My nigga, woo! Took that lump sum payout. <laughs> <laughs> Be like making it rain for real. Like what? Making wow. it rain? Should I rather drink water from the sky? Stick my tongue out, nigga. No, I'm Hell, just. Out there. It, it's, it's it's so to me. It's so disheartening to see it and I you know it's just certain things I be sitting there and I'm like you know what these people these white people got niggas fucked up for real like they, <laughs> they really um it's like one of those little perplexed like that and mean with the guy with his head tilted like the fuck like 
really yo I, it it pisses me off it really really does it's like i don't want to look at white people for a whole week <laughs> can you imagine not bathing yes can you imagine not washing your it's shit like fucking survival my nigga in my own hometown it's survival it's survival they can't bathe <sighs> they can't drink water like for real it's, it's so fucking from their own family and then they getting cut off notices for water they got poison water they got to pay for i would have been told them folks to suck my dick i would have put it in the damn mail put it in a letter cut out some letters with all these emojis too it says suck my, suck my dick i'm not gonna pay i'm not paying the five sir i did vaginal this like <laughs> It is. I'm through because I, I would. Oh God, it's so. The state of Michigan just fucked up. Period between this and then like the Detroit sick out. I'm just. I'm. I'm done. I'm. I'm done. Can't people from North can't say shit to me about down south. Just four minutes. Just I, I cannot. Cannot deal. No. No. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap that up. I do want to give a special shout out to uh, my friend John Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, MIFootballer. Um, the reason I say that is because he had been mentioning the about the Flint Water deal for for a while. I mean, because he's he's up there, so uh, yeah, he's been he's been championing that, trying to draw attention. Uh, a few other people as well, but uh, him in particular, I want to kind of give a shout out to. And you know, brother, stay stay clean up there, some kind of way. You know, we we all thinking about you and, and everybody else up at Flint. So we're gonna get to a commercial break, and we will be right back.
We are back um, with our second segment, and we're going to discuss the Oscar snubs. Um, and this was uh, this we're talking about this because the Oscars just recently uh, released their nominations for this year. Um, and of course, in old good old white folks fashion, hardly any black people. Maybe I think only one black person or black thing or something is nominated and that is for straight out of compton for original screenplay and the people who wrote that are white um <laughs> uh but yes <laughs> oh yeah and i think the weekend got nominated for original song or whatever the fuck but i don't like fuck the weekend i don't like that nigga anyway um <laughs> Did y'all see that picture where they said that nigga look like a chicken nugget? His hair look like a chicken nugget. I gotta find it. Was a McDonald's chicken nugget? <laughs> said that nigga head look like a chicken tender. Crispy <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> chicken. <laughs> oh shit, that shit was hilarious. That is so accurate. Oh, but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, um, so a lot of people are upset that, you know, you know, Straight Outta Compton didn't get any nominations. Um, Michael Bay Jordan didn't get nominated. Uh, who else? Um, Idris Elba. Um, shit, I can't think of nothing else. But mainly those three. Um, I haven't seen Beasts of No Nations, so I can't, I can't say the way but I have seen Straight Outta Content and I have seen Creed. Um, I think at least Ryan Coogler could have got Best Director. God damn. But Sylvester, yeah, I see shit. They ain't give it to Spike. Shit, they ain't give shit to Spike, as a matter of fact. But anyway, um, what I was about to say, I forgot. But round table, everybody's thoughts, and then we'll come back to me with my final thoughts. Okay, ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm quick. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the Oscars. I don't fool with the Oscars. Much like the Grammys. I mean, it's commercial, and you you can already you can kind of already know who's going to be nominated and who's going to win before the shit even happens. It's it, it's hardly based on on content and more about popularity and sometimes mainstream and when you talk about movies a lot of urban movies aren't really i guess considered mainstream um so those guys don't get the nominations which is stupid i've seen beast of no nations if you have not seen it it's a great movie it's on netflix um it's a phenomenal movie and when i first saw it i thought that surely Idris elba will win some awards for this one um man he played the hell out of his role and he was the villain in the movie um but it was just a great movie. Uh, hey, he didn't get any nominations. I just knew straight out of Compton was gonna get nominations. Uh, Ice Cube's son did a marvelous job of portraying his dad. Um, the guy who played Easy E, yeah, he was man, he was he was dope. And I just it's just hard to believe that those guys got no nominations. Um, I think we were saying earlier that you know when when you talk about black actors, unless they're playing some some, some subservient role where they're just kind of like a butler or you know you know it's like 
pre-civil rights slavery movie, uh, then that's when they get nominated. Or, or, or we're the bad guy like Denzel and Training Day. It's got to be something crazy. Or Halle showing a breast on uh, on Right. And that movie is terrible. So, um, you know, it's no rhyme or reason. So, that's why I don't watch the Oscars. Fuck the Oscars. Right. <laughs> so, um, Bridget, no, you're not. I'm going to go last. You're going to go last. Joe. Joel, what's going on? <laughs> Give us your thoughts. Well, I was going through uh, a list, and yeah, I watch a decent amount of movies uh, thanks to technology. Um, but when I'm going through the best picture list, and I've seen just about all these movies, and there's this one movie called Room. That movie sucked, and I mean, I mean, it it's uh, I, I, it just sucked. And so it got nominated for Best Picture, uh, Best Director, um, like the actress in the leading role. She got no- she got nominated for Best Actress. Um, I mean, that movie was horrible, and it got like five or six different nominations. And you mean to tell me straight out of Compton couldn't couldn't be up there? I mean, but I mean, we kind of knew we already knew what the Oscars was about. You know, like when Denzel got snubbed from Malcolm X. You know, and, and Al Pacino won that year, but and he did a great job. But I mean, Denzel was just on another planet in that in that role. Uh, I mean, he was Malcolm X. Like, it's funny because you watch Malcolm X, like the actual like old clips of Malcolm X speaking, and like I just picture Denzel instead of Malcolm X. So I mean, we kind of knew what the, what the Oscars was about. Uh, I'm still tripping. Y'all said the weekend hair looked like a chicken nugget, but. Uh, <laughs> but it's y'all. But uh, you know, Creed Creed was a good, really good movie. I mean, it was a it was a great movie. I'm not gonna say it was a good movie. That was one of the best of the one of the best of the Rocky movies. Uh, you know, when you look back at it, and you know, Sylvester Stallone got nominated for a supporting role. Uh, but you know, Michael B. Jordan, I thought would should have gotten nominated uh, in the actor spot. Um, yeah, but to be fair, when I'm looking at the leading roles of the actors, and, and I mean, it's a, it, I don't see who he could replace, but I think he should have at least got nominated. You know, maybe this slot like a six, like a six spot or something like that. But um, yeah, that, I mean, that's those are my thoughts. I mean, I'll, I'm not gonna watch the Oscars. Of course, I'll be on Twitter to see what you know everybody's talking about. I guess I just wasn't as enraged as what people were because, like I said, when Denzel got snubbed and Spike Lee got. Uh, I don't even know think Spike Lee got nominated for an Oscar for Malcolm X, but I already knew when when that happened way back in the '90s. I already knew where the, where the Oscars was going because I mean, you know, we don't you don't see black people getting uh, getting nominated unless they're either like a slave or you know like Halle Berry busting it open for um, for you know, it, you know <laughs> although she was great in that, she was fantastic getting it busted open, but you know like like yeah, she basically got an Oscar for that. Um, you know, they gave Denzel a pity Oscar for Training Day. Um, you know, so I mean, you know, J- uh, Jamie Jamie Foxx did a great role as Ray, but you know, he had to be he had to become Ray, uh, Ray Charles. So I mean, we kind of knew what the Oscars was was about. So I'm just not as as uh, outraged as some people, uh, I guess to say. But you know, shout out to Don Cheadle. I, I just shared that uh, that tweet with y'all, but. Uh, he tweeted to Chris Rock that he was gonna be at the Oscars and, and <laughs> parking cars and La G. I thought that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty funny. So, uh, Nisha, what you got? 
Well, <clears throat> I was sitting here thinking, you know, because sometimes, and I know we can all kind of speak from that, when we're, when we're doing our round table, someone gets our point, like, damn, what's what we gonna say next is, our point's already been made, and you don't want to, like, reiterate a point that's already been made, but I was thinking that, um, I agree, but then I try and look at it from the perspective of, you know, why are we not being nominated? Our caliber of acting is just as good, if not in some instances better. Um, but I feel like a lot of it is that a lot of the studios don't put as much of a backing behind our movies as they do for other movies. And I think that sometimes that has an impact on the recognition that um, actors get, uh, black actors and actresses. Um, it's like we have to put in 10 times the work, which ain't new to us, but then I don't understand why people think that, you know, or the, the, the counter argument that people will give is, well, you should work harder. You should, I'm like, motherfucker, I'm coming out the bat doing 10 times the work you doing. And I'm not getting something, oh, that's nice. Oh, you guys did a good job. Oh, you know, the complexity. Like when I hear um, movie critics and TV critics give their, you know, what they think about a movie, and I'm just listening, I'm like, this shit ain't even that fucking complex. <laughs> this is a, I mean, we live in a three-dimensional, you know, hemisphere, whatever you want to call it live in a three-dimensional world so everything is it's always going to be from different dimensions so nothing is ever as more complexual i mean if you get paid by the word i'm in the wrong fucking career i need to do some of the shit y'all do but i just think about that they don't put the effort and we have to do it and i feel like we should get recognized every motherfucking movie season for the fact that we work 10 times as hard as some of you motherfuckers out there delivering the best work sometimes I want all the time to me, especially in some of the movies. Now I am now, you know, soul plane and, and bullshit like that. <laughs> Guess who's coming to grandma? Guess who's coming to Sunday dinner? <laughs> 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 shit. Two days from Thursday, the turn up. I mean, you know, that shit. Because white people had that bullshit too. But I'm just, I mean, like for movies like Selma and movies like Creed and movies like Stratacons and movies like Dope, those things that, you know, create a different facet or different look at black culture and subculture as opposed outside of we shooting up niggas, we kill, you know, I'm just like, we don't get the recognition I feel like we deserve it. Just like um, Joel had mentioned, you know, we're getting nominated for either being slaves or, you know, housemates or busting us for Billy Bob. You know, just, <laughs> I mean, it's busting it off. Busting it for a bill. That's right. Busting it for a bill. Like, this shit is it's, it's ridiculous. It's taxing, though. After a while, I'm just kind of like, you know what? Fuck your Oscar. Just like I was looking at, uh, this probably was an old clip with Monique on Sway, and she was talking about how her image award was more important to her than her Oscar. And the way she broke it down was that all her life, when she looked at the Oscars, there was no representation of her. But when she looked at the NAACP image award, like these, this is where she saw her. This is where she saw people like her. And that's what she wanted most out of life. She was like, she wasn't trying to discredit her Oscar. 
But she's like, when my people recognize me, that meant the world to me. So like when people would say Oscar, you know, Oscar award winner Monique, Monique's like, you forgetting my image award. Like, don't leave that out because that is a representation of me. That's a representation of my people. And we don't give it enough credit. We don't, we, we turn our nose at image awards or BT awards, awards that are celebrating black culture, black history, black music, black entertainment, but we give more pride and we give more substance to things like the Oscars and, you know, Golden Globes or Foreign Press. And we give more credit to those because those are because white people, those gotta be absolutely better. So it's just like, it's a whole, again, systemic. (laughs) There's that word again, but it's true. You know, so it, it, I'll be checking for the Oscars. I really don't. I I can't tell you the last award show I really watched. To be quite honest, I might have glanced at like if it's a, whatever Janet performed at was what I watched last. I guess so. <laughs> whatever, and I just call her, and I just that was it. I be checking more for who gonna be performing at the NFL uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Shout out to Coldplay. Shit, so <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce. Okay. So I'm like, I, I check more for that than I check for awards. Now I might glance at the Image Awards if I catch it. They always put that shit on on Saturdays. Niggas be trying to get it out. So, or niggas be sleep. It depends on what time that shit come on. So, but I just think that we need to give more pride. We need to put more pride into ourselves. We need to be more excited about the NAACP Image Awards than the Oscars. That's just me, because if they don't give a fuck about us, we need to start caring about ourselves. Well, <laughs> so that's on me. That's on that's me after. Well, just to wrap it up, um, I forgot to mention that Chris Rock is hosting and Reggie Hudlin, who's a producer for like House Party, um, he did the Django. He's also producing the Oscars, but that's probably as black as it's gonna get. But since Chris Rock is one of my favorite comedians, I will be checking for his um, monologue because I have a feeling he's going to go in on the subject and then I'm going to turn the shit off. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's about because, I mean, I, there ain't nothing else to check for. Ain't nobody on there that look like me. Um, I think Jada Pinkett Smith is calling for people to boycott. She sent out a series of tweets on Saturday about, you know, how the Oscars are so white. Um, there was a hashtag hashtag done on Twitter about the Oscars being so white. I mean, like I said, I'm going to check for Chris Rock and then I'm going to change the station. Um, also, are you doing the... Oh, okay. Um, just to bring... <laughs> <laughs> we be doing some silly ass shit over here. But um, just to bring up just a few points, um, Straight Outta Compton was good, but I don't know about it being Oscar worthy. Um, I haven't seen the other film, so I mean, they may have, they may suck too. I don't know. Um, shit, some of them do suck, but I will check just you know, check around. That's usually what I do is through lovely technology is check some of the Oscar films <laughs> and uh, see what they hidden for. They may be good. And now see if Straight Outta Compton was worse, you know, the best picture Um Like I said, Creed was really good. And I think, shit, 
least Ryan Coogler could have got nominated. But like Anisha said, they don't give newbies a chance. Even they did mm-hmm. Ava Duvernay. She was, she's yeah. been around the block for a while. Okay. That's the, that's what I mean. Like she's been in the game for a while. It's just that, you know, and Selma was one of those more poignant, yeah. you know, historical, you know, yeah. Whereas Creed is, is a spinoff of Rocky. I think it's a great spinoff though. And I think it was well done. I watched it. It's a great movie. Um, I've still not seen Shredder of Compton. Don't look at me crazy. But I've seen uh, clips from Danish Girl that could have gone. I mean, that's like watching Transparent on Amazon. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it was not bad. It wasn't a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, but Oscar worthy. mm, Playing a transgender person is not far fetched anymore. Yeah, this happened before. So it's happened before. It'll happen again. You know, regardless, and I, maybe it's the time period. It was because it was in the early 1900s. Fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, like you said, you brought up a great point. I mean, I, we don't we forget who gives the nominations. It's not the foreign press, but it's mostly made up of white men. So, I mean, until we get some other representation in there to say, hey. Check out this film. This film was pretty good, and and it has some black people in it. I don't think much is going to change. And like everybody has brought up, I mean, this is what we get. It's the Oscars. I mean, there's nothing really different. We just, you know, we expect it to be so white. So I know people want change, and that's good. I don't know how close we are to that right now, to be quite fucking honest. So... Um, if you boycott it, I understand. So, and if you don't watch it and you never watched it and never gave a damn, I understand too. So, that's how, that's what I feel about it. Any other thoughts? Thoughts? Uh, sounds of blackness. Hold on. <laughs> Change is coming. Hold on. Just worry about it. Hey. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with our next segment. Stay tuned. Don't stop. Pop that pussy. Let me see your doo-doo brand.
and we are back with our car toy segment and um this one's a pretty good one so <laughs> we recently had first off the um the big um powerball has been won uh, 1.5 billion dollars split between three people california florida and motherfucking Mumford, tennessee my nigga I was like, mm-hmm. so yeah. But anyway, so a lot of people, you know, we've seen a lot of stories, a lot of crazy stories. Um, so one story, and I don't think it was here, but someone has spent like seventy thousand dollars on Powerball tickets. Uh, yeah, yeah. In hopes of hitting the big jackpot, which I already kind of knew in my, I already kind of knew. And it wasn't gonna be a sole winner of one point five billion dollars. Like I just, I knew, I just knew that wasn't gonna happen. I knew it was gonna be more than one. I'm surprised it's three, which is actually really, really good. Um, that increases, you know. I need them old folks in Mumford to motherfuckers about they dog. Do you know the motherfuckers going back to work? Yeah. Oh, a lot of older people said that they would. Man, look. I would. But let me let me say. If you get seventy thousand dollars to buy some lottery tickets, why are you buying lottery tickets? You got seventy thousand dollars. Why are you buying lottery tickets? No, oh, you can start a business. You can do. You got seventy stacks. Seventy stacks, money. Oh, you could have gave me a down payment on my house, right? So could have opened the subway. Motherfucker, you can open the Chick Fil A, okay? You can open a couple of Chick Fil A, something. So, but you know, people, it's their money. Throw it against the wall, however they wish. But um, <laughs> in recent Memphis fuckery news, um, there was a GoFundMe page established by Cinnamon Nicole of Cordova, Tennessee, because she had exhausted all of her life savings playing for the big lottery. So, uh, of course, they've taken the page down. But this is what uh, her intro said at first. It said, uh, please um, please help me and my family as we have exhausted all of our funds. We spent all of our money on lottery tickets expecting to win the $1.5 billion, and we are now in dire need of cash. With your small donation of at least $1, a like, and one share, I'm certain that we will be able to pick ourselves up from the trenches of this lost Lost, lost, L O S T, L O S T, and spend another fortune trying to hit it big again. Please, won't you help a family in need? Donate now. So she was looking for reimbursements for her Powerball spending, just so she could spend again to win big. Now, <clears throat> what is everyone's thoughts on this? We can just start. Whoever want to go first, I don't even care. <laughs> Well, I'll start. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. I'm going to look at it like this on this as far as this GoFundMe page because the last screen grab I had, I saw she had raised like $810. Who the hell is donating $800 to this woman? Like, she spent all her money. It's a It's called gambling. That means you're taking a chance. You may be a winner. You may be a loser. But it's a gamble. You might be a lobster. Don't give her, don't give her ass no one dollar, no ten dollars, no twenty dollars. She ain't dying of cancer. 
she ain't, you know, she didn't have an accident and, and lost her arm or something in the machine or some shit like that. She played fucking Powerball. It's a gamble. She gambled. Fucked her. $800? Well, how the hell is somebody gonna give her some money for, for because she gambled her rent money, her light bill money or, or whatever. That's her dumbass fault. I wouldn't give her ass shit. It's a gamble. You don't go to the casino, lose money on the slot machines or blackjack or whatever, and then say, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Casino owner, Mr. Mob Boss. Can I get my money back? Because I just spent my rent money. They're going to look at your ass. They're probably going to, you know, they, I don't know what they're going to do. They ain't going to give your ass the money back. I know that. So shout out to Go, GoFundMe for shutting that page down because that, that shit was just dumb. Send them an ass need to, you know, I ain't going to say what she need to do. She she need to uh, quit gambling. I know that because you know. And then she said in the in the GoFundMe so she can so she can play again. Whatever. All right, I'm done. Yeah, you sound pretty mad about that. Man, look. First of all, okay. So Ted sent us the the email, and I was just like, "Who the fuck is this?" Because I, I couldn't see the whole thing. First of all, her name is Cindy. Nicole. If that shit don't sound like a fucking stripper name to me, girl, what? Walking in the pyramids. Yep, exactly. Shake your ass, girl, because look, what the, I mean, what you want us to do? You spent your money, you spent your life savings, whatever the fuck that was, I don't know, $100, I don't know, girl, but you lost it. What you want us to do about it? But... Fuck GoFundMe for taking the page down because it be all kinds of silly ass shit up there on GoFundMe. Send me some money so I can go to Vegas. Bitch, are you for real? Like it be all kind of goddamn the, the potato salad um um fiasco that happened a couple of years ago. I mean, it be all kinds of crazy ass shit up there. I mean, hell, they send her money. They send her eight hundred and ten dollars. That's their dumb ass fault. But I ain't sending her ass shit. Hell, it's a gamble, just like Joel said. <clears throat> and the damn tickets, girl. How much money did she spend on them tickets? That's what I want to know. God, and it, it, it is what it is, girl. You lost your money. I'm sorry. I did she not get her eight hundred and ten dollars? No, because they took the page down, right? Girl, be smart. It's a gamble. It is a gamble. Did you see the odds of actually winning the shit? You had a better chance of being struck by lightning, like. <laughs> you might as well go out there and stand in the rain. Be for real. I mean, you're not gonna. Nah, she got. She must have a serious gambling problem. She must be in Tunica all the time. She from Cordova, so I know she go. You're right. <laughs> well, I'm not mad at her. Cause bottom line is, if somebody's dumb enough to donate to your GoFundMe page. <laughs> you see what I just sent y'all? <laughs> Joel, take I'm sorry. We, we, all off, we all off topic, but... <laughs> and we'll be back. This is a throw up in. Hey, man, my abs hurt. My yoga, come on, man. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me just get this out. <laughs> so, I'm not mad at it because if anybody is stupid enough to donate to their cause, then they deserve to, uh, to donate and 
deserve to get the money. I, I've, I've seen some cases where people. <laughs> I'm trying to mute. Let's just stop for a second. If everybody wants to know why we're laughing. No, don't tell them. Put that song on after this break. Somebody please tell us they don't think we're crazy. Okay. So, I just got a message from a friend, so I shared it with them on phone, over their phone. But it's a picture of a bottle of Murray's hair cream pomade, and it says... It's because they say they they say if you hold an empty they say if you hold it if you hold an empty can of this up to your ear you can hear Anthony Hamilton sing Charlie. Stop my dick. Oh man! <laughs> I ain't seen a can of Murray's pomade since I was in high school. Shit! Did someone check for Evan Hamilton? Charlie, my nigga, that's oh, what I'm Oh, <laughs> it fucks cinnamon. That's that's it. That's it. Do not even give a damn about cinnamon no more? <laughs> yeah, dude, kind of look like those old pictures of Ben Carson you see on the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No, you ain't shit either. <laughs> oh, oh. Man, Murray's Pope, that was struggle back in the day. Like that was before you find out about the sporting wave, Pope. Why his lips so fucking red? Oh, <laughs> like black joker. <laughs> oh god. I wish y'all could see the picture. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Are we done? Fuck this thing. <laughs> Man, I, I was trying to hit the mute button, but I couldn't get to it because I was laughing. Oh, my nigga. oh man. No, I really, I mean, everyone for me, were you through <laughs> Uh, I mean, everyone hit the points for me for cinnamon. I, I, cause I mean, if you go donate your money, money again, you donate your money. I think with GoFundMe, they still get the money. I think they get it before it's suspended. Like once it's taken, I don't know if they get their money back. But I know in like the first five hours, she had five hundred dollars. Damn. But like I said, if you willing to donate to stupidity? You can donate. I thought it was a satire. You know, like the potato salad and the. Um, the white reparations or the, the collard greens. Teach you how to cook the collard greens. Y'all remember that GoFundMe? Yeah. That shit was hilarious. But I'm just, you know, I, I'm not donating the cinnamon, nor did I play the Powerball. That shit don't, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. If you want to give your money to whoever, you give your money to whoever. I just think people shouldn't be all, you know, just don't. You know, but I don't think that you need to be out within the tears because someone did something and people paying for the dumb shit. We see dumb shit every day. This bitch living the dirty Dover. She struggles automatically. <laughs> She's on the struggle for real, just for that simple fact. Her weave was in check, so we know money going somewhere. I mean, she was a cute girl. She's a cute girl, so her name's Cinnamon. I mean, you could be a little bit more original than that, but you know, Cinnamon Nicole. 
Shout out to her. The my brows is on fleek. That page got jacked. <laughs> that shit was whack. You know, the end. So. <laughs> Eyebrows on fleek, make it count on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, we out. We out. <laughs> we'll be, yeah, we. <laughs> we'll be back with the pop soon. <laughs> I like to say. No more parties in LA, please baby, no more parties in LA, uh No more parties in LA, please baby, no more parties in LA, uh No more Please Baby, you forgot your Ray-Bans And my sheet's still orange from your spray tan It was more than softball for the K-Man She remember my sprinter, said I was in the great fan I'm well cutie, I like your bougie booty Come here, come by, do me Well, let's make a movie Hell, you know my repertoire is like a wrestler I show you the road, connect the dots And country girl in the Hollywood Mama used to cook red beans and rice And I was Denny's for in the morning Spoil your appetite Liquor pouring and niggas swarming your section with erection Smoking every direction Middle finger pedestrians, arm Singers and lesbians, rappers and managers, music and iPhone cameras. This shit unanimous for you, it's damaging for you, I think. That pussy should only be holding exclusive rights to me. I mean, he flew you in this motherfucker on first class. Even when I this way, so you can check in the extra bag. Now you wanna divide the yam like you'd equate the math. That shit don't add up. You're making them mad as fuck. She said she came out here to find the A-list rapper. I said, baby, spin around and say the alphabet backwards. You're dealing with malpractice. Don't kill a good nigga's kind for this. Just cause he a nerd and you don't know what a condom is. The Head still good though, the head still good though. Maybe say Lamio, they ain't get killed. Make a nigga say big words and act lyrical. Make me get spiritual, make me believe in miracles. Buddhist monks and Captain Crunch cereal. Lord have mercy, down I hurt me. Five buddies all hurtled up on a third day. Bottle service, head service, I came in first place. The opportunity, the proper type of breast and booty cheek. The pop community, I mean these bitches come with union feet. And I want two of these. Moving units through consumer streets, then my shoe release. She was Kicking in gratuity And yeah, G, I was all for it She said, K. Lamar, you kinda dumb to be a poet I'ma put you on game for the names that don't know they're rookie Instagram is the best way to promote some pussy Scary Scary No more parties in L.A. Please, baby, no more parties in L.A. Friday night, trying to make it into the city. Breakneck speed, passage to see something pretty. Thinking back to how I got here in the first place. Second class bitches wouldn't let me on first base. A backpack nigga with luxury taste buds. And the Louis Vuitton still got all of my pay stubs. Got pussy from beast, I did for niggas more famous. When did I become A-list? I wasn't even on A-list. Strippers get invited to where they only got hired. When I get on my C-job, somebody gon' get fired. I was uninspired since Lauren Hill retired. And three stacks, man, you preaching to the choir. Any rumor you ever heard about me was true and legendary. I done got Lewinsky and paid secretaries for all my niggas with babies by bitches that use they kids as meal tickets. Not knowing that disconnect from the father, the next generation will be the real victims. I can't fault them, really. I remember Amber told my boy, no matter what happens, she ain't going back to Philly. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. 
of weak content and slow jamming. But don't worry, this one's so jamming. You know what, LA is so jamming. I be thinking every day, my holiday, I need to put up some goddamn barricades. I be paranoid every time. The pressure, the problem ain't I be driving, the problem is I be texting. My psychiatrist got kids that I inspired. First song they played for me was about their friend that just died. Texting and driving down my holler drive. That's why I rather take the 405. I be worried about my daughter, I be worried about Kim. But Saint is baby yay, I ain't worried about him. Have my life threatened by best friends with selfish intense. What I'm supposed to do? Ride around with a bulletproof car and some tents. Every agent I know, no, I hate agents. I'm too black, I'm too vocal, I'm too flagrant. Something smelling like shit. That's the new fragrance It just mean I do it my way Bitch, some days I'm in my Yeezy Some days I'm in my bands If I knew y'all made plans I wouldn't have popped the Zans I know some fans Thought I wouldn't rap like this again But the writer's block is over MCs cancel your plans A 38-year-old, 8-year-old A rich nigga problems Told my wife that I hate the road So I don't ever drive it It took six months to get the Maybback I'm at it out And my assistant crashed As soon as they backed it out Goddamn Got a ball fade I might slam Pink fur Got Nori dressing like Cam Thank God God for me, whole family getting money, thank God for E, I love rocking jewelry, a whole neck full, bitches say he funny and disrespectful, I feel like Pablo when I'm working on my shoes, I feel like Pablo when I see me on the news, I feel like Pablo when I'm working on my house, tell them parties in here, we don't need to go out, we need the turbo thoughts, high speed, turbo thoughts, drop, 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 drop it, like Robocop, she brace herself and hold my stomach, good dick could do that, she keep pushing me back, good dick could do that. She push me back when the dick go too deep. This good dick could put your ass too sleek. Get money, money, money. Big, big money, money, money. And as far as real friends, tell all my cousins I love them. Even the one that stole the laptop, you dirty motherfucker. I just keep on loving you, baby. And there's no one else I know can take your place. Please. No more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. Uh, no more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. Uh, no more parties in LA. Please, baby, no more parties in LA. Uh. Let me tell you, I'm out here from a very far away place. Oh, a chance to be a star. Nowhere seems to be too far. All right, we're back and we 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 got our composure. We we done laughing. We got all that, got get all of it of it out. Um, <clears throat> we're about to hit you with the pop tune segment this week. It's where we put you on to what we're listening to. Um, it's really where I come to find out what's new and what's hot because Bridget and the Joy, I was listening to all the new stuff. I don't get a chance to get up on the new stuff until y'all tell me. So. Now I got some new stuff to go cop when I leave here. Once uh, Teacher Credit Union turned my debit card back on. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll go first, since I'm up first. The track I chose this week is A-Ball and MJG's Throw Your Hands Up. What album was that from, Bridget? Uh, Swap House. Nah, that was, that was a, a mixtape. It's actually on the, uh, oh, okay. it's actually on the, the joint, it's the red, white, red, white, black, and gray, uh, gray cover. I don't remember the name. This one with uh, yeah, uh, 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 I'm trying to. Oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, that, there you go, right there. <laughs> uh, this is where I got it from on Spotify. Okay. I say we are, we are the South. Okay. Anyway, it's uh, I think
You got two of the best rap duos in the South to ever come out of the South. You got you got your boy MJG and uh, A-Ball, who I think MJG is probably top 10 lyricist. If you really just get to listen to his lyrics, the boy is supreme. Um, oh yeah, thank Kev. It was a uh, In Our Lifetime Volume 1. Yeah. Uh, Man, man. <laughs> is the man. We Shout out to Kev. I appreciate that, man. But, uh, <laughs> it's in our lifetime, volume one. Uh, it's one, like I said, two of the best rap duos come out of the South. You got A Ball, MJG, and you got Outkast, Three Stags, and, and Big Boy. So, um, always one of my go to tracks when I'm on the road. And I can't keep my eyes open. I'm trying not to hit a tree on 40. Damn, please don't hit the tree. Yeah, man. So, we can turn that up. Um, up next, I think we got um, Bridget. Okay, so if <clears throat> I usually come well prepared because I save songs on Spotify that I like, and um, I have quite a list, quite an extensive list of songs that I like, but fuck it. Um, Anderson Pop came out with an album recently, This, I think it was this week, and I saw a lot of people tweeting about it, and I usually am really, really you know, particular about who people say are good on Twitter because I still ain't forgave y'all niggas for telling me the weekend was good. Fuck that nigga. That nigga is not good. But um, I saw, I think I saw Kendrick Lamar tweet the album. I was like, let me check this shit out. So I checked it out and I have not turned this joint off. This joint is bumping. Um, the name of the album is called Malibu. If you follow me on Twitter or uh, Facebook, or Instagram, you have probably seen me post a few links here and there. But um, yeah, the album is, is straight. It's, it took a minute, like the first two tracks, I ain't too crazy about, but about track three, it hit a groove. And I was like, oh shit, I'm in my car driving, bumping. But yeah, they're just straight. And the song that I chose is uh, Am I Wrong Fe featuring Schoolboy Q. <clears throat> Oh shit, Schoolboy Q, you got excited? Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's featuring uh, Schoolboy Q, and uh, he cool. I like Anderson Pop. I've heard a song from him before, but I don't remember what song it was. But uh, yeah, this I, I I bought it on iTunes off GP. I listened to Spotify on a couple of times, and then I was like, let me let me send my monies to this guy. So he's cool. I'ma learn more about him because I don't know that much. Um, but yeah, check out his album, Malibu. It's got uh, Rap City on there, Talib Kweli is on there. Uh, <clears throat> who else? BJ Chicago Kid is on there. Um, the Game, like, he got some heat on there. And this is after the fact. I didn't know who the fuck was on here, but um, I think um, Nice Wonder produced a track on here uh, that's featuring Hiatus Coyote. So the, the album is straight. So check out the album, check out the song. Uh, what's the name of the song again? Am I Wrong? Because I just play the shit. I don't know the name of songs quite yet. But yeah. So I'm going to kick it off to who's number three? Oh, go on, Nisha. Damn, hold on. We go to the last <laughs> <laughs> so, I am finna <laughs> cry. I'm going out the I'm going out the strength of Bridget and Bridget alone. Oh, I'm about. <laughs> oh damn. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> after the fact. But um so my pick of the week is from Mushina. It's uh magical and she dropped an EP on Friday and it's called January. Mm -hmm. And it's four tracks. 
and um, I think it's like one little intro and it's three songs. Um, one song is called uh, LMO and it's featuring uh, One Pug from uh, De La Soul. Or Pug mm-hmm. One from De La, I'm sorry, Pug One from De La Soul. Uh, <laughs> but the song I chose was called Magical and it's really good, nice and poppy. She's got some um, Arabic chants in there, so don't get don't get thrown off. But she's she's great. She's a really wonderful singer, and she's one of those slip on artists. Um, but go check that out. I think I paid um, it was under four dollars for the EP, and it's definitely worth it. So yeah, I, just, I definitely once I did that, I just wanted like hey, and I you because you always can listen to the songs before you purchase them. Like they have like a little sample. I was like. Feeling this shit. I'm, I'm feeling this shit. I'm buying this album. Come on now. So, uh, like I said, it's an EP. Go and support, support our people. And that's it for me. Yo. All right. <clears throat> so, um, my song pick this week was uh, it's actually Nirvana's cover of The Man Who Sold the World. Uh, they covered that song. It's a David Bowie song. They covered um, on their MTV Unplugged um, back in 1993. And, um, yeah, kind of a sentimental choice. Obviously, you know, Davey Boy passed away uh, last week. Uh, last week was a, a bad week for not only just Liberty Deaths, but just, just cancer, period. You know, cancer's a whole hoe. Cancer's a hoe. So um, it's, it's a whole hoe. So, uh, but anyway, but back to the song, uh, you know, that, that song has been covered a lot uh, from uh, people over the years, but I think Nirvana probably did the best cover of it. Uh, and then a month from now would be, would have been uh, Kurt Cobain's 49th birthday. So it's kind of a, almost kind of like a two for one tribute. Um, so that's my, that's my song pick of the week. All right. Yeah, I love this song. I love David Boy and um, Nirvana's cover. It's awesome. Okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's it for us for the week. Uh, as always, we definitely appreciate the follows, the tweets, the commentary you guys share with us. Uh, we enjoy each other. We enjoy doing this. I said it before, and that's just real. We probably do this shit if you didn't listen because we enjoy each other and. It's just amazing, but we are glad to always have you guys aboard on the journey. Um, we have a couple of more episodes, and I think we're going to just, like, make it a season one. We're going to do it in seasons. We'll chill out, get ourselves together, come back bigger, better, revamp. So just just hang with us. We are glad that you are hanging with us. Expect greater things from us. So until the next episode. Yeah. Bitch, I ain't got nothing but time uh, So I'ma get out on these cuts and grind Keep my mind on cloud 29 My play ways keep me with plenty dimes See, I'ma shine like all six of my gold teeth When the nigga get through cooking up this OZ All night on the block till the sunrise My only friend is a Glock with the 4-5 4-5 in the morning, it don't stop Daydreaming bout floss in the drop top Blue light snap me back to reality I hit the alley quick and toss what I got on me Tricks ain't got shit to do but harass Search 
the nigga and took about a thing in cash. I guess that's better than getting locked up or getting jammed with that shit I had rocked up, huh? Now I heard that the sound is where your folks from. Down in the bottoms where they broke some. Rips cross the nigga back, way back. And now they wonder why we act, how we act. Go deep and hit the his hand. Talking slow, afros and loud ass, Italian clothes. People barbecuing in the front yard. Money from the first of the month card. If anybody out there hear me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody out there hear me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. I got a maid cooking grits with a outfit so tight, my niggas wanna stay the whole night. Dice game in the kitchen, nigga. Tea lead, nigga. Drunk singing, sounding like the BGs. Ham sandwich in the driveway. Drop top, naked women in the den playing. Hopscotch, 30 buses in my yard, baby. Long gone, so hit me. And I'ma keep my phone on. I be out turning corners, drinking. One fifth, got some scratches on my rims. Cause a one dip, met a broad yesterday. She hit me. Ten times, if I diss her, it'll take a nigga. Ten lines, if they Standing tall and I won't fold. You can have all the bitches, cause I don't hold on to any woman like a human. Handcuff, you got your hair down, baby. Fuck it, stand up. Now I heard that the south is where your folks from. Down in the bottoms where they broke some. Rips cross the nigga back, way back. And now they wonder why we act, how we act. Go deep and hit the shit is in. Talking slow, afros and loud ass, Italian clothes. People barbecuing in the front yard. Money from the first of the If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody out there feel me, get your hands up. If anybody
hate in this life The wrong impression, I only have one to make You can open your palm, waiting to catch a break The cards will fall where they may And what about me? I believe in fate They wanna know where I'll be in five But what about today? What about tonight? Only one at a time So precious Is yours, is mine Only one at a time My life My life
Yeah. If it sounds bad, these people are just gonna have to wait. We'll do it. <laughs> 